0: super talk mississippi media production hi this is dr andy barlow with the chiropractic physician center of tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book the code are you sick and tired of being sick and tired then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book the code welcome in everybody on this thursday to the rebel report i'm michael borky glad to have you along with me uh didn't purposely skip an episode yesterday we just had a uh a show, a radio show meeting and stuff, couldn't record yesterday, so I am a day late and kind of missed <laughs> kind of missed the biggest, uh, the most fun news day of the year, where uh, Lane Kiffin has trolled the absolute hell out of a coach in the SEC West. You guys know who it is by now. You've probably seen and heard and read all about what Jimbo Fisher said, specifically targeting Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban yesterday. Boy, he's all fired up about what Lane Kiffin said. Lane Kiffin, by the way, completely told the truth. And somehow, some way, Ross Bjork has not learned to get his football coaches to shut up. But we'll get to that here in a little bit. I want to start with basketball. And I want to preface this by saying I have been probably more cynical than I should have been about the, the basketball team. I uh, have, especially on the radio show, been kind of hard on them. Uh, we haven't covered it much on the radio show, uh, certainly haven't done it here, because the product has, frankly, this season, and, and even last year as well, been so hard to watch, so unentertaining, so uninteresting, that the numbers bared out that talking about it analytically was a bad decision on our part. It it, it didn't go anywhere. You guys weren't interested, and so I've I've kind of been cynical about it. I've. Not enjoyed talking about and covering Ole Miss basketball. Probably been a mistake on my part to some degree, but that's just the the rationale is, guys, why haven't I had somebody ask me a couple weeks ago, why don't you talk about basketball much? Because the football podcast do a hell of a lot more. When I'm talking about Lane Kiffin, Transfer Portal, whatever, you guys listen. If basketball is in the headline, you don't listen as much. It's just how it is. Uh, if it was a winning product, if it was a more entertaining product, maybe that wouldn't be the case, but that's just how it is. However, uh, a couple of things on that front. Uh, there was the unfortunate news that broke last night that the electric freshman guard, Deshaun Ruffin, uh, is going to miss the remainder of the season with knee surgery. Did not look good at all in Baton Rouge. Um, You know, there was some optimism after the game because he was able to walk and stuff like that, but turns out, no. Uh, Season-ending knee surgery coming for Deshaun Ruffin, which is just a shame because, uh, I mean, especially for his size and his age to come into the SEC and be as explosive and hard to guard as he was. uh, Man, when he recovers, because we're going to have a little optimism. And – you know, guys are recovering from knee injuries better than they ever have before, which is a great thing. But when he recovers fully, he's going to be a pain in the ass of the rest of the SEC. Just an absolute pain for his size to to have acclimated as quickly as he did. He's going to be special. He's going to be a special player. And, and that's, you know, that's kind of a nail in the coffin of Ole Miss basketball this year. And it's such a shame because it kind of felt like they were starting to turn the corner a little bit. They have been playing better lately. They really have. And losing Ruffin, and now you've you've got some injury issues at the guard position at this point. I mean, who's your second guard for the rest of the season? So it's a, it's a blow on many levels. But this team, I mean, they go to LSU. And by the way, credit to Kermit Davis. Big-time credit to Kermit Davis – because despite the record his team was still playing hard as hell for him. At the end of the day the only thing that matters in wins is wins and losses. But still, you've got to give credit where it's due. That team went to Baton Rouge ready to play. They they were they were focused, they were they were into it, they were ready to play and they're still playing hard for their coach and he deserves credit for that because the season has not gone uh, to expectation. Not even really close to expectation. They, they Barring something completely unexpected, they're going to finish below 500 uh, this year. Uh, but they're they're still playing hard, and he deserves credit for that. Losing Ruffin is now kind of the death blow. I would like to be wrong about that. I would like to continue to see this team turn the corner, like they seemingly have done over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but that's it. Feels like that's kind of a death blow, considering the depth or lack thereof. Uh, it sucks. It really sucks. He was having a hell of a. I mean, just an incredible freshman season and uh, he'll come back and and he'll continue on that trajectory and end up being a hell of a player uh, for Ole Miss. So that's the news of the day in basketball. It's really unfortunate, really is because team was turning the corner. They were playing better and he was, he's, he's special. He's going to be special that there are special traits in that dude. And his season, unfortunately has been cut short. Also, it's insane, and th- this is going to sound like it's taking away from Ole Miss. I don't mean it to because, again, credit to Kermit Davis. His guy's played hard. If I was an LSU fan, I said this on the radio yesterday. If I was an LSU fan, I would be freaking embarrassed about what my basketball team currently is right now. I, I would be embarrassed. It needs to be reiterated Anytime LSU basketball is mentioned that their head coach was caught. On a now publicly listenable federal wiretap discussing, in relative specifics, the insane amount of money that he offered to his players. He was caught on a wiretap discussing payments to players. And he still has his job. And yet, despite the talent that he paid for, that team sucks relative to the talent that they have on the floor. If I were an LSU fan, I'd be embarrassed. I'd be embarrassed at how he got caught. And I'd be embarrassed that my coach that was so stupid to get caught in the way he did. Well, I guess jokes on all of us because the NCAA is not doing anything about it. But the way he got caught, how it's so public and so open. And you can't beat a banged up, not good old Miss team at home. I mean, they're free-falling as LSU right now. I'd be embarrassed. On top of the fact that Greg Sankey and the SEC should be embarrassed that Will Wade still exists in his conference. And again, he's not winning enough to justify his existence. If it was a team that was national championship caliber, I would get the the SEC kind of turning their head the other way. I would get it because they're going to make you a lot of money. But this team sucks, again, relative to the talent they have. He's an embarrassment and yet he's not winning enough to justify his existence in the SEC. Greg Sankey should be embarrassed. The NCAA obviously should be embarrassed. But at this point, if I were an LSU fan, I would be embarrassed of my basketball product considering what is known about my coach. I would be embarrassed. I really would. And you guys know me. I'm not dumb enough to think that Only Will Wade's program has players that got paid on it? No. But their program was dumb enough for the coach to be talking about it so openly and getting caught on a federal wiretap. I would be embarrassed if I were them. Losing to this Ole Miss team in the current state that they're in injury-wise and depth-wise and all of that, I would be embarrassed if I were them. But it was a nice win for Ole Miss. It really was. Uh, They had to hold on for dear life in the second half, a lot of that – uh, was due to injury, and it feels like now the outlook is bleak just because of how important Ruffin was going to be with them moving forward. Considering the the injuries and the lack of depth, so um, that also this sounds callous. Considering it is a young man that got hurt, but I think this is just this is just the truth to me. We can go ahead and end any conversation of coach getting fired. I think that's over, especially with this. I think this ends that. Kermit Davis is going to see. He was always likely going to see 2023 anyway. That was likely going to be the case. But if they tank now, y- you can't. You can't. Because right as they were starting to play better, what I think was your best player at this point is out for the season. That that conversation doesn't need to be had. and And I won't. I won't waste your time talking about that anymore because that's not a conversation worth having. It probably wasn't anyway. It's definitely not now. The rest of the season, you cannot fairly judge Kermit Davis really on the rest of the season. You can question evaluation and lack of depth and stuff like that. But if they start losing a bunch of games down the stretch, there's so much context that needs to be applied that it won't be enough to talk about moving on. And I know some people want to talk about that that conversation's not worth having uh, anymore. So, sucks for Ruff, and it really does. It really sucks for him and uh, and the team because they were starting to play a little better and finding themselves a little bit. At least that's what it felt like. A little bit they were finding themselves, and this happens. It's a shame, but you got to spank Will Wade in front of his home crowd. So, at least, at least you got that. At, uh, at least you got that. All right, we'll talk a little bit about Kimbo, uh, Kimbo, <laughs> Kiffin and Jimbo, after I remind you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems, absms.com is the website. If you're in Mississippi, anywhere in the state and you're on the market for office technology, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines, phone systems, cloud storage, data security, whatever it may be, if it's technology in the office, and you're in the market for it, absms.com is the website. Tell them that I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what, you're, what you need and what your budget is, and they'll work on a solution for you, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue right there in Oxford. It might not be the best driving. It might not be safe to drive at this point with the weather you guys got going on up there. Um, just Really unfortunate day. You might get some snow tonight. Some winter weather might be coming. Uh, so enjoy that. And also do your cooking inside. I don't know if you're going to be grilling when it's 27 degrees and snowing. So get something to put in the slow cooker. Maybe do a chili. Or you can just pan sear steaks like I do on the cast iron skillet. I said, I said pan, but I, I use a cast iron skillet. I guess it's the same thing. Either way. LB's meet just across from Kroger on University Avenue, the best place in Mississippi to get it. They also announced an NIL deal with a handful of Ole Miss baseball players, uh, which I kind of felt like that was coming, uh, considering uh, just how supportive LB's is of the baseball program at Ole Miss. So I kind of figured this was the next step, but still cool to see that nonetheless. Ole Miss is one of the few schools in the country that have people that want to get involved in helping out baseball players like that. So it's a cool partnership, um, and go by and see Greg and uh, and tell him that I sent you. Best place in Mississippi to get your meat. By the way, uh, follow me on Twitter, if you haven't already, at Michael Borkey on Facebook, same name, and YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Michael Borkey on YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, if you haven't already, and leave a rating and a review, if you like what you hear. If you don't, uh, just send me a DM or something, and I'll try to get better. <laughs> just don't leave it on the review. So by now, you've probably heard a lot of reaction and talk and analysis from Jimbo Fisher going after Lane Kiffin. I'm sure you've heard it all uh, already, so I'm not going to rehash everything. You've all seen it and heard it by now. Jimbo Fisher got his ass trolled off by Lane Kiffen. That's what happened. Uh, Lane Kiffin was telling the truth that there are some programs in college football that have the ability to offer NIL deals that his program cannot keep up with. That's just the reality. That's kind of always been the reality, though. Uh, The richer programs have had booster networks and stuff that are able and have been able to give more behind the scenes. Uh, That's always been the setup, but especially now in the above board NIL era, there's a handful of programs, very small amount that are able to give stupid money and they're more comfortable with it because it's above board. All Lane Kiffin did was be honest about it. That's all he did. All he was, was honest about it. And that got Jimbo Fisher fighting mad, which is so funny because The biggest point in all of this, so I'm sure you guys have heard it. You've heard reaction about what Kiffin said. You've heard reaction about what Jimbo said, on and on and on. But the point that was made in all of this, that's the best one, is that these coaches, all of them, because they're all full of it, are so equipped, or excuse me, so accustomed to lying, they even do it about something that is legal now. That's the biggest point in all this. Jimbo Fisher defended something yesterday that he didn't have to defend. He is so used to lying about all of this that he felt like he had to defend something that is allowable. And the worst part about this, guys, is that people buy it. There's a column in The Athletic today. Jimbo Fisher was mad because he's as competitive in recruiting as he is on the field, and he didn't want credit taken away from their recruiting effort. Shut up. People like that buy it. His fans buy it, and somehow, way, people in the media buy what he's selling. Jimbo Fisher just signed the greatest recruiting class in the history of the sport based on the numbers the greatest recruiting class in the history of the sport coming off of an eight and four season in what is described as an unique place to go to school. Nick Saban's Alabama has not signed a class as good as Jimbo Fisher's urban Myers, Ohio state never signed a class as good as the one Jimbo Fisher just brought in after an eight and four season Kirby smarts, Georgia never signed a class that is rated as highly as the one that Jimbo Fisher just brought into Texas A&M. Dabo Sweeney's Clemson has never signed a class that is rated as high as this one is for Texas A&M. In every player, when you listen to player interviews, I saw a, a recruiting reporter yesterday say that when they went to one of the All-Star games, I think it was the Under Armour All-Star game, He said every player he spoke to but one that he could remember mentioned that NIL was a factor in their decision. It's legal now. It's completely legal now. Guys want to go where they have the chance to make money. I don't know about you. When I was 18, I wanted money. I wasn't marketable, though. But I did everything I could to make money because having money at 18 is pretty nice. So it was a factor in their decision. Doesn't mean it was the only factor. Because if you go to Texas A&M and get an NIL deal, you could have gotten one at Alabama as well. You could have gotten one at Ole Miss, not as big as Texas A&M's, but you could have gotten one at a lot of places. Hell, even one of Jimbo Fisher's newly signed recruits in a now-deleted tweet admitted that money was a factor in his decision to go to Texas A&M. That's completely fine to me, in part because it's always been the case. It's always been the case. Benefits have always been part of recruiting in my lifetime. Always, 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 always been a part of recruiting. It's a little bit more above board now. It's less about cars and houses and jobs for mom and dad. It's more about just money and endorsement deals, and that's okay. And no, it's technically against the rules to promise them as an inducement, but they're being sold on it. Hey, here's our structure. Here's our resources. Here's what our players got previously. You can get that too if you come here. There's a gray area that they can all dance around, and it's all above board, and, and nobody cares. For some, in, it's insecurity is what it is. But Lane Kiffin struck such a chord with Jimbo Fisher that he defended something, again, that he did not have to defend. NIL is part of the game now. He said it himself. So if it's part of the game, why are you pretending like it wasn't part of the game now? It was pathetic. It was insecure. That ranting and raving, defending something that you don't have to defend, that everybody knows was a factor because one of your recruits on Twitter said that money was a factor. Not the biggest factor, but it was one. in his recruitment, own it. Or just shut up. It, it was mind-blowing yesterday. All Lane Giffen did was tell Jimbo Fisher the truth, or, or tell every all of us the truth. That's all he did. It's reality. People in my business and people in their business are too afraid to talk about it. Texas A&M has more resources to give more money to get better recruits than Ole Miss. Fact. Undeniable fact. But for some reason, Jimbo Fisher and Ross Bjork had to go out there and defend it. You know what they should have done? Or, Or what I would have respected from Jimbo Fisher? When a reporter asked me, Lane Kiffin had comments about your program yesterday, talked about luxury tax and how much money you guys spend on your recruiting class? Do you have any comment on that? Yeah. Whew, 30 million. Sounds like sour grapes to me. That's all he's got to do. That's all he's got to do. Or, if you want to go a little bit stronger, Lane needs to worry about his program, I'll worry about mine. That's all he got to do. Everybody understands. It's okay. It's above board. That's the thing. It's it's a it's legal now. It should be part of your pitch. And now that they're defending this the way they are, they're kind of recruiting, they're they're harming themselves by doing this because you know what I would do? I wouldn't say a word. I would love the rumor to be out there that I was giving my players the most. <laughs> I would love that rumor to be out there. Um But Ross Bjork, you would think he would have learned by now. When you sign a good recruiting class, just talk about you signing a good recruiting class. If people are going to talk about your program, let them do it. Do you want to know how long people have been talking about Alabama and players and Dodge Chargers? you know how long that's been going on? You know what Nick Saban does until recently? didn't say a word hadn't for some reason nick saban decided to deny that they ever had a player get or that they paid a player to go to alabama it was incredibly out of character for saban honestly completely out of character because they up until now haven't said a word about it haven't acknowledged it's stupid rumor who cares and of course saban said the exact right words to add plausible deniability. Of course, Alabama players have gotten paid to go there. Nick Saban didn't do it himself, though. There you go. But up until recently, he hadn't said a word. Has Kirby Smart ever defended his recruiting classes? No. You want to know why he doesn't? Because despite looking like a pissed-off, drunken frat boy half the time, Kirby Smart is aware of how the sausage is made. So don't draw attention to yourself. If somebody on a message board wants to start a rumor about how much money a player from Mississippi got to join your program, don't say a word. Because if you don't acknowledge it, nobody cares. It's the truth. It happened. But has anybody said anything about that? No, because Kirby Smart was smart enough to not address it in any capacity. Don't say a word. Very happy about the guys we brought in. I'll focus on my program. I'll let him focus on my program, too, if he wants. But I'm not worried about what he said. I'm focused on my guys. That's all you got to say. But somehow, some way, after the Hugh Freeze debacle in 2013, Ross Bjork still not only apparently lets his coach rant like a madman, but supports it and says some dumb thing on Twitter about leading every day. How has he not learned by now? I don't, how has he not learned by now to shut up, but he hasn't, and you know, Texas a fans and apparently local media are just going to eat that crap up, they're just going to eat it up, but Jimbo Fisher's full of it, and you all know that, completely full of it, defending something that doesn't have to be defended, paying players is legal now, you moron. And Ross Bjork, for some reason, will continue to support a coach doing that publicly despite past precedent that ruined his previous job for a while. But I guess he doesn't learn, and, and that's okay. Jimbo will continue to act like Hugh Freeze, and they will show how insecure they are. That's what that is. That's insecurity. It's insecurity. You are the richest program in college football. Just shut up and keep doing what you're doing. Denying that, and I mean, to, to the audacity for Jimbo to say that NIL had nothing to do with his recruiting class is telling all of us we're stupid. Not in those words, but that's what he's saying, and his fans are stupid enough to eat it up. So, good on Lane. Lane told the truth. Maybe there's some sour grapes involved. Maybe there's, not maybe, there's trolling involved, and he won. He poked the bear, and the bear woke up, and it's going to go 8-4 and again. I just can't believe Ross Bjork has fallen for this crap again. He should walk into Jimbo's office and tell him to shut up, because Hugh did all of that, and look at where he is now, and look at what what Ole Miss had to deal with, because Hugh couldn't shut up. Now, the NCAA has no teeth. It doesn't matter, but they just looked pathetic yesterday. Texas A&M looked pathetic yesterday because everybody with a functioning brain knows what's going on. And everybody with a functioning brain is cool with it because, you know, so what? You got an oil tycoon that wants to give a kid that hasn't played a snap of college football a million bucks to go to A&M? That's fine. It's his money. It likely won't work out because, I mean, only 50% of five stars even work out. 17-year-old kids are bad investments, but if it's one they want to make that's fine. It's above board. Do what you got to do. But don't sit there and act and try to convince all of us that that we're stupid and pretend like it was just hard work and your great culture that brought kids from Miami to Texas A&M. They just love the milkmen, apparently. Anyway, I hope that was a bit of a different angle that you've heard. I, I know, again, this has all been hashed out a hundred times by now, but, um, there's my perspective for what it's worth. And, um, yeah, there you go. Went a little bit over 20 minutes today. That's all right. I don't think you guys will punish me too much. Thank you so much for, uh, for tuning in today. I appreciate you. Don't forget to subscribe and uh, leave a rating and a review, uh, I was going to give you Wayne's press conference, but again, we had you know big work meeting. I, I was all t- I was tied up all day yesterday, so I couldn't bring that to you. But um, we'll be back. We'll be back uh, here soon. Uh, probably going to start talking baseball. That might be something that we're doing here soon. So, in the meantime, don't forget to subscribe, follow on Twitter, YouTube, all that good stuff. And I'll talk to you guys again very soon. Y'all have a good one. A Super Talk ah! Mississippi Media Production.